Welcome back. Time to take a look at a few names that slipped under the radar in today's session. George Tillis joins us now from Salt Lake City for some overlooked stocks. Hey there, George. I have to be honest, this first one on your list, I didn't just overlook today. I think I've overlooked it in general. It's not a company I'm familiar with, but it's Ping Identity. First on your list, upgraded at Stiefel. What's going on with Ping? Yeah, I mean, uh, Carolyn, it's, uh, there's some upgrades going on. We know the market's been rel relatively volatile, but there are stocks that have uh, been slowly moving to the upside over the past few months or so. Despite the market correction, Ping is actually up about 12%. Now, the company is uh, basically known for uh, being a, a single sign-on service provider for authentication, remote access identity, as well as uh, WebGate security. Uh, the other thing it uses is artificial intelligence. Now, one of the things about uh, Ping Identity is it's actually a hybrid-based ba hybrid system. So they apply their security uh, sign-on for, uh, for the workforce that is used both in the cloud but also on-premise. And that's actually one of the features that is still very compelling for, uh, for companies. Now, Ping serves about 50 of the Fortune 100 companies in the marketplace uh, using, of course, their uh, their single and, of course, if they want the dual sign-on identification uh, security protocols. But the thing about the company also, and I think this is what Stiefel sees based on their call is, is they, uh, they actually see benefits going forward for the name relative to its major competitor. Okta Solutions is the largest behemoth when it comes down to identif identification solutions, both in the, the cloud as well as on site. But the thing about Okta is they actually suffered a uh, security breach recently, and they're supposed to be a company that, uh, again, is, uh, is focused on security, uh, cybersecurity, and of course, login security. So one of the things that Stiefel sees with their call, with their upgrade to uh, 35 to 30 from 25, is they actually see uh, benefits and improved market share by Ping Identity. Yeah, it's interesting. Ping is up 25% this month alone, whereas Okta's down 20%. Yep. So quite a quite a divergence there. All right, next on your list, MP Materials. It hit an all-time high today. Is this another name moving to the upside because of the the Russia-Ukraine war? Yeah, I think so. But here's the thing about it, Caroline. It's actually uh, one of these SPACs that came out in 2020. This is actually in June 2020. It's been successful. And uh, it's hitting new 52-week highs. It catches my attention for the reasons you bring up. But let's look at MP Materials in terms of their business. Uh, rare Earth Metals. Uh, rare Earth Metals are utilized in all electronics, everything from uh, you know handset devices, computers, uh, electric vehicles, wind turbines, drones, robots, uh, the Department of Defense, private sector, both public and private sector use, use these materials. Uh, and they're, they're critical components to all electronics. Uh, one of the things about MP Materials, it's the only uh, rare earth miner in the United States. They actually produce about 15% of total global supply, whereas China is the largest with close to 80% market share and the areas of uh, Ukraine, Belarus, and Russia are actually the, uh, the third largest supplier globally. So one of the things about this name is it's been growing considerably, not, not just organically. Its actual growth rate has increased about 143%. It's made several small acquisitions. The other thing is it's being supported quite aggressively by policymakers as well as uh, 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 institutions, or if you will, uh, uh, institutions like the Automobile Institutions of America. The other thing is, is Department of Defense has supported its expansion. So I think this is a company that is gaining strength. You can actually see in the last year, it's up 53%, 75% in the last six months. 
there seems to be a trend going on, not only in rare earth metals, but also in lithium, which we know is in high demand because of electric vehicles. So if we see flare-ups uh, that continue in uh, Ukraine and Russia, and even potentially now in China, uh, if we see some geopolitical risks associated with them, uh, because they've been very, uh, very uh, quiet when it comes down to either backing or, again, uh, not backing what's going on in Russia or Ukraine, uh, I think overall the uh, rare earth metals industry really needs a mainstay supplier domestically, and this is the one. So, you know, it's growing quite considerably. It's very profitable when it comes down to uh, to gross margins that are in the 60-plus percent range, uh, which is kind of unheard of when it comes down to anything that has to do with tangible items, either in this case rare earth metals or anything in manufacturing. But profitability uh, is actually also remarkable, about 25% EBITDA margins uh, for a miner, which again is uh, growing in terms of its market share. It has support from policymakers, Department of Defense is investing in it. Uh, and it is certainly a play on, uh, on technolo technology needs as well as uh, security needs. One thing I, I do want to note, up 13% today to 56.50, median price target is $52. So it's interesting if analysts think that this one's yeah. going to run out of steam or they need to price their targets a little bit higher. But we have to leave it there. George Tillis, thanks so much. I always okay, appreciate Carolyn. your insights.